0: Proverbs 13, chapter 12. And it reads this, and I'm going to be reading out the King James version of the Bible. It says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. As I began to uh, study during my study time, uh, I kept trying to. I don't know what title is like. I, I don't know, like what well, you know, and and I just kept hearing the word respect. respect, respect. Um, I still was like, okay, I still don't, because I kept reading and studying. I'm like, mm. so today I'm gonna the ti- the topic or the title that I um that I have is there's a bigger picture.
1: Amen.
0: So as I began to study, I looked up the definition of perspective. I understood it to mean a point of view. It's a particular way in which a matter is considered based upon the, the upon the attitude you have towards that matter or situation. So when I look up that word, that attitude stuck out to me in which, we consider something in which we look at it the point of view in which we see uh, different matters. This is your perspective and as I was doing a training, I've been doing trainings for the last seems like forever but for the last four or five weeks in our train in a training that I was doing yesterday, um some of my pay attention to some of my don't but something caught my ear. I'm just being uh, it caught my ear and it said that when we listen, or when we listen or receive a message from someone, only 7% of that message is actually what we receive. Mm. The other 30-some percent, based off if the person is in front of us, is based off the tone that they say it in, and the other 50-some percent is based off of their body language. Mm. And then it goes on to say that when you receive a message via text or email, you would think that the percentage would be higher because the person is not standing in front of you. Well, it's still 7% because it's based off of, one, how you perceive, 50% is how you perceive that person that is sending you that message, and the other 30% is based upon the mood or the attitude that you have towards the message. So I began to think about this, and I was like, it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. So a lot of times we receive a word or we receive messages, but if we're not walking in the spirit, then we can't, or we don't have a relationship with God, then we really can't receive 100% what it is that is being told to us. Mm -hmm. And I begin to think about uh, Pastor Johnson and the series that we've been on, on visions and how he has conveyed certain messages to us. And sometimes we're not able to understand it if we're not in the spirit. You cannot understand uh, what is from heaven if you're walking in carnality. Mm -hmm. So as as I look, as I begin to study more, The text says in Proverbs, the 14th chapter, verse 12, it says that there is a way that appears to be right. But in the end, it leads to death. It's our perception. What we perceive things as, not only that, but only the truth and the way of God is the right way. As we continue to look at this particular verse, we see that the writer Solomon, who was the writer of this particular chapter, was trying to convey a message of contrast between righteousness and wickedness between the the, chapter, the verses of 11 and 14 this is what he was trying to convey to us all right so he's he's trying to convey that message to us. Solomon takes these moments to emphasize the final destinies these, the final destinies of the evil and the upright Those who reject God will continue to an inglorious end, but those who submit to his truth will enjoy a glorious destiny. The wicked will get what he deserves, having built a life of sin, but the upright will be rewarded for walking in righteousness. The only way that we can understand and reach this glorious end that is conveyed in these particular verses is by understanding what what this book right here really means the only way that we can gain this wisdom is by understanding and reading the bible just to up, reading the bible is just obtaining knowledge until you apply the principles that are presented within the inside only then and then will you begin to walk in wisdom to understand the things the principles as well as the ways The wise and the outcomes of our lives, the visions, the situations that lead up to the glorious destiny that the Lord has for us. We must put aside every thought that is derived from a place of carnality, a place of the flesh. We must have a renewed mindset, as Paul talked about in Romans, the 12th chapter. Yeah, Romans 12 and 21 tells us about the renewing of the mind. It, it, It comes from walking in the spirit. It can only see what God we can only see what God sees for, for us by walking in the light. I can only see what God has for me by opening by operating in the spirit. I must dwell with him to see his point of view. And so as I was looking at this I was thinking about John chapter 3 where uh Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. In the book of John chapter 3 Nicodemus was asking Jesus some questions for understanding. Jesus answered and said unto him, he said, barely, barely, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how a man, how can a man be born again? Can he go up into his mother's womb for a second time? (laughs) And Jesus answered and said, barely, barely, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is of the Spirit. He said, marvel not, I say unto thee, you must be, you got to be born again. And so for us to understand what it is that is trying to be conveyed to us by the Lord himself, we got to be born again. We have to understand that we must walk in the Spirit. Yeah, the the Bible tells me, I remember a verse that I learned a long time ago. said, make this word a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my heart that I may not, that I may hide it in my heart that I may not sin against God. In other words, I got to take these words that's black and white on this paper and help and and allow the Lord to make them come alive in my life so that I can understand what it is that he's trying to do with me. Yeah. See in life, we have so many things that go on turmoil and, and different things, but And we just want to give up half of the time. But it's actually, in actuality, if you just have the eyes that, if you just see out of the lens of Christ, then you will see that he's trying to do something with you. So we have to be born again. And I have spoken to you. He also goes on in John 3. He says, I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How? Just how then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? How will you understand if I'm speaking of I'm speaking of things right here in your eyesight and you don't believe? How can you believe the things that I'm trying to tell you that's coming from me straight from above Amen. how can you believe the things that you cannot see Amen. yeah yeah from a God that you can't in, in, in that particular I don't have it in here but in that particular scripture he also begins to talk about the wind he said you can feel the wind but you cannot see it Amen. but yet you know it's there Amen. it cools you down don't Amen. it Amen. when you're hot so that's my thing I was sitting there I was like Lord this is good we have to understand that God knows what he's doing at all times. Yes. And when he's doing it, yes. it's a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes get hung up on the things that's so minute and right here in front of us till we don't see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But Galatians 5 and 16 tells us, it says to walk by the spirit and I will not carry and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got walked by the spirit. Proverbs 14 and 12 It also helps us to understand that human reasoning and human desire leads to disaster. The problem is not that we cannot use reasoning or that we can never have the right desire. Rather, it's that we're too easily swayed by what we desire and not the truth. Oftentimes, we're swayed by our feelings. We're swayed by... Other people who are not even in right righteous walking with the Lord. We're swayed by the things that are around us. We're listening to our friends. We're listening to peers. We're watching and looking at social media. We see this going on. We was in Bible study Wednesday night. Y'all need to come. We was in Bible study Wednesday night. And Pastor said, he said, oftentimes it's the things that we have. We don't even want that. We always desire something else. When you can be used right now in what it is that you're in right now. He's trying to use you right now so you can see the bigger picture. We're so focused on what was or what could be, so we can't even stand in the moment where God is trying to use us. Yeah, so we, we, our thoughts without a re- renewed mind is often held captive to sin chained to depression and a slave to confusion. Proverbs 12 and 15 tells us that the fool is the person who trusts his own thinking over and above that of God. Oh, we got to st- start, we have to start, we got to start examining ourselves when we having these thoughts and things are going on and I'm, I think I got it, but I really don't have it and I think I know it all, but I really don't know it all because I'm not wise enough and his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts and it's nothing that can compare to who he is and what he does, so I don't want to be the fool that believe in me over what it is that God is trying to do in my life. We got to look at the bigger
1: picture.
0: We got to look at the bigger picture. We have to trust him because we can't trust ourselves. We can't trust ourselves. I can't trust me. I can't trust ourselves. We can't trust ourselves. But Philippians 4 and 8 tells us whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, I want to say whatsoever, y'all. I read the King James Version. So whatsoever is lovely. Whatsoever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, that's what I want you to think about. That's where I want your mind in. That's where you need to dwell at. That is where your mind should be. And I must say that every day is not going to be happy so lucky. Oh, when I used to grow up in the church, they used to say, the open people say, every day is not going to be howdy, howdy. Not on this side. But when you get to the other side, it'll be a howdy, howdy, and a never goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's never going to be happy-go-lucky. It's not going to always be happy-go-lucky. Some days your co-workers will get on your nerves. Your spouse, some days, will get on your nerves. Yeah. <laughs> some
1: days.
0: Some days. Some days things will not be as they seem. Your child will become disobedient some days and your friend may be rude to you some days, but that's okay because there's a bigger picture. And that's what I just want to came up here to convey today, that, that there's a bigger picture. The picture is bigger than what you see on this earth. Yeah, the picture is not what it is that you think it is. You're looking at the small things and so focused on that, that you can't see that God is trying to take you to a place where there's never goodbye. He'll take you to a place where the trouble shall cease. And the weary shall be at rest. There's a bigger picture. There's a goal that I have. And heaven is my home. And ultimately, that's what we're trying to be. So we can't focus on the small things that's right here on earth. And we can't dwell on our own thinking and our own understanding based off of what this world gives us. But there's an understanding that this here book, if you take the time. Not just to read it, but to dwell and to understand. And now you can walk in wisdom and you can become what it is that he needs you to become. Yeah, yeah. See, there's a bigger picture. The picture was smaller to Jesus hung on the cross. Then the picture got big. But it got even bigger when he rose. See, the picture is not what we think it is. We cannot dwell on these minute things. We cannot move as if The Lord don't know what he's doing. And that's how we move. A lot of times, that's how we move. We're scared. We're afraid. We're living in fear because we're afraid. But God knows what he's doing. He asks you to trust him. Trust him with all your might, your heart and your soul. Trust him. The picture is bigger. I didn't come to stand before you long, but I just came to let you know that God knows what he is doing. And we can't, we can't stick to what it is that we think because that'll lead us unto death. Yeah. But God is trying to give us life and life more abundantly and not just when we get over there right here on earth, yeah. right here, you can have what it is that he has for you, but you just got to believe. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, how you going to believe what I'm trying to get you there? You won't even believe in what I'm trying to get you here. It's the simple. It ain't even complex. It's not even complex. So I just came today to let y'all know that the picture is bigger. The picture is so much bigger. The things that we think we desire, pray about. Seek God on it. Because a lot of times when we think we desire, it's probably not even good for us. Well, it ain't even the season for it. We have to learn to allow... God to direct us, lead us, and guide us. You're going to get what you're going to get. He's going to give it to you. He know what he promised you. Do you remember what he promised you? He know what he promised you. He going to give you what, what it is. But in his time, in his season, he's trying to get you to do something else. Trying to get you right. Do it for me. Amen. <laughs> you know So so I just want y'all to know today that there is a bigger picture. And we've got to focus on the bigger picture at hand and not the small things that are oftentimes distractions. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: On the surface, it seems so harsh. It says there's a way that seemeth right, but the end, the way is of death. It seems like, so. It make I used to read it as if if I make a mistake, then I'm, God gonna just why just get me right, just right in and there my mistake, and I'm and I'm done for. But just like she say, there's a bigger picture. You know, we don't end up in places overnight. It's happening over a period of time. And God sees the big picture, and just like He told us last Sunday, He's trying to call us to it, right? So when you find yourself being called to things that are not of God, you' going in the wrong direction. You, 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 you you're walking away from Him. And it seemed the whole time that you're doing, it seemed right. It seemed right. It seemed right. It seemed right. That's a good word. Yes. That's a, That's, a That's a good word. That's a good word. That's a good word. Amen. word. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. At this time, um, anybody just desiring to come to the altar, in need a prayer, Amen. Come knowing that God has the bigger picture in mind for you. Amen. Just like we say, he, he know what he got for you. So don't 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 come trying to trying to get God to do what you want him to do. Just like Pastor T said when she was doing devotion when she was praying, just come saying yes and amen. Just yes and amen.